EV Estate, How to Easily Invest with Many Different European Real Estate Peer-to-Peer -peer Platforms EV Estate Interview and Review 2020 The interview took place at the SEB Innovation Center in Vilnius, Lithuania. Why this location? Well, EV Estate did not have a physical office and they don't need one. Andreas is located in Valencia in Spain. Gustas is located in Vilnius but travels a lot. And CTO Alexander, and the new developer are both located in Ukraine. The interview has been updated with the newest information. The interview with EV Estate CEO, Gustas German Avasius. Georg, can you tell me a little bit about EV Estate and how it all got started? Gustas, Audrius and I have been investing in peer-to-peer -peer real estate deals for the last six years. Basically, since it began in continental Europe. During this time we have invested a half million euros of our own personal money across few platforms and we realize that it is really hard to diversify. Sure, there is a Stataguru, Crowd Estate, Housers and so on, which offer investment opportunities from multiple countries, but they only operate in three or four countries. We were dreaming of one platform where you could sign up without local regulatory restrictions. Spanish or German platforms can be really heavy when it comes to the documentation part. So we really wanted a setup where investors could get started investing faster over many markets and enable everyone to diversify easily. This is exactly what EV Estate is. We combine many peer-to-peer -peer real estate deals from all over Europe. Now we already have most of the European platforms which enables investors to invest in 11 countries. Our vision is that we take the investing part from the peer-to-peer -peer platforms and leave it to them to focus on the deal origination and lending. If we take the Baltic market, for example, there are a lot of platforms for such a small market. So they are always competing for the same customers and the same deals. So how do the platforms win a real estate customer for lending? There are two ways, you could reduce the interest rate or you could add something in between that investors are not aware of because they don't have the knowledge or experience to notice it. So when there is such a fierce competition, it is not always good for the investors. The winner in this situation is the real estate developer. This is quite evident in the Baltics. To give you some examples. 1. One platform financed a project. The funds were fully collected and the developer had to come to the notary to mortgage the asset against the funds. The developer was reluctant, did not come for a few days and the platform decided not to pursue the project, thus cancelled. The same day, the same project appears on another platform with worse terms for the investors and it's financed. 2. One platform was financing a project. Initially, it had a real estate mortgage. Later they put it up for refinancing, for lower interest. While switching the property mortgage to equity mortgage and without providing any evidence that the company which equity was mortgaged had any assets behind it. 3. One platform had financed a project in a great location, LTV seemed fair. Initially, the project had a building license granted, but was not able to finish in time and then they got the project refinanced on another platform. Only this time the same project had lost its building license, but the interest rate was even lower, which should have been increased, because the license was lost. When you look at the project descriptions, they are usually written in a way so you get a good feeling that you have some information and that it is a nice house by this architect. But some of this information is quite irrelevant and this is where I think we are quite successful with our project descriptions. I understand that when investors just invest 50 or 100 euros in each project, they just want to spread their money out and maybe do not care that much about their own due diligence. But they have to understand that defaults are a natural phenomenon and it's best to do everything you can to avoid them. 
So basically, what EV Estate does is deliver his no-nonsense skin in the game project descriptions. I know we could have financed a lot more than we have until now if we weren't as honest as we were. Currently, we are looking for a more systematic approach for assessing the deal originators. Very soon we will introduce EVO rating, which will provide a risk scoring of the deal originator with AD rating. Georg, who else is working at EV Estate besides you? Can you tell me a little about everyone? Gustas, so I am Gustas and I am the CEO of EV Estate. Before EV Estate I co-founded an artificial intelligence company called Well Parco. The company was required in April 2019 and we actually had the exact same venture capital investors as Estata Guru. My partner, Audrius, the CIO or Chief Investment Officer, has been involved in a number of startups for the last 15 years and he has sold multiple of those companies. He has been a first-round investor in companies like Revolut as well. I can send you a link to his portfolio. After he sold some of those companies he has been a full-time investor and one of his key areas has been real estate. We also have a CTO, Alexander. He is a very experienced software developer. We feel that he sometimes does the work of four people, so he is a great asset to us. He is the one building our software, Audrius has already been working with Alexander for close to a decade now. Comment, very recently EV Estate added a new About Us page on their website. It shows another team member, Maria, and five advisors. Currently there are two more people working in EV Estate and they intend to update the About Us page, once they settle in. Georg, if we look at the EV Estate from an investor's point of view, in what countries can you currently invest in real estate? Gustas, currently, our investors have invested in 12 countries, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Germany, Netherlands, Germany, Austria, Italy, Spain, Ireland and the United States. By the end of this year, we expect to launch the UK. We wanted to do it faster, but we had some issues with currency exchange. We are currently working on testing it and will provide access to it for selected customers. France still also remains on our radar as it is a Euro country. Eventually, I believe we'll have a project in Portugal as well as some of our partners have started to work there. Georg, do you prefer to connect with platforms in markets that are regulated? What is important for EV Estate, when you add a new platform? Gustas, we prefer working with platforms which are regulated and if you look at our partner platforms list, only 5 of them are unregulated. Reinvest24, Max Crowdfund, Property Bridges, Relender, and Brickstarter. However, we take extra precautions while working with them. For example we have visited Reinvest24 properties in Tallinn. Investors investment to Max Crowdfund deal was carried out through a notary service in the Netherlands and so on. While working with unregulated platforms, we want to understand their business model, management, the deal structure and depth, and their contracts as well. A very important aspect of working with unregulated platforms are the security agents. Usually, in our cooperation agreements, we include them as well, so that they would be aware of us. This part is very important in a situation where the partner platform would default and we would have to go through the liquidation process of the particular deal. One benefit of EV Estate is that we invest large amounts, not just of our own money but also investors' funds. And when a default happens on one of those platforms, we will be the ones doing the hard work for the investors. So you always want to look at the legal structures and how everything is done. We also look at the track record. However, what is most important for us is actually not the platform, but the individual projects on that platform directly.
the biggest problem that could happen with a platform is that it could be frauded by the developer. That is the worst case scenario for a platform. Some of our partners might not necessarily have exactly the good deal you are looking for at the moment. Once in a while, they could have an exceptionally good deal. Therefore our focus also is with projects themselves. When working in a regulated market, we have a lot more work while negotiating the partnership agreement. On the other hand, there is more safety involved. There is also a huge difference in how the platforms behave. How they present the documentation and the underlying risks. That is definitely something Baltic companies should learn from other parts of Europe. I think the coming European regulations will help in this matter. Georg, exactly which benefits does EV Estate offer for investors that they cannot find on other platforms? Gustas, there are multiple values. I would not say that there is one very clear. As investors, we all know about compounding interest. And I think our benefits are also compounding. First is the due diligence of the projects. You can go and see the overview and read about the risks and factual data of skin in the game projects. This is a pretty important aspect and some meaning can get lost in a platform's description of the project, especially in the way they are written. Second, you can invest anywhere in Europe. You don't have to open an account with every single platform. You just create an account at EV Estate. You wire the money and you can invest in projects on any of our connected platforms. The minimum investment is only 50 euros and we have platforms connected where the minimum is 500 euros and in some deals 50k euros. So this can be a benefit for some as well. We also have an auto invest feature. Not all real estate platforms have this feature available. We have a more advanced setup in the sense that you can set up several auto invest strategies. You can choose if you want first or second rank mortgage as security. Choose a minimum interest rate, investment type. Determine if you want to invest in all available deals or just from some project originators. We also have a secondary market in place so you can sell your investments and also get the opportunity to buy a part of an already funded opportunity. The last but most important aspect is that we have skin in the game. Audrius and I invest at least 1000 euros of our own personal capital in some of the projects that we call skin in the game projects. I know that to some people 1000 euros of our own money does not look like a lot. But we plan to help finance about 100 deals in the upcoming year. When you add that up, it becomes a significant amount of money. It is like if you go to a restaurant and you realize that the chef doesn't eat his own cooking. Would you still want to eat there? We at least put our money where our mouths are and we think that this should be an approach that others should take as well. On our project page, people can see that we have skin in the game and thereby we share the risk with our investors. We also have other projects where we also invest, but just a smaller amount. So we do not mark them as skin in the game projects. The reason usually is that we don't see these projects as the right fit for our portfolios. On the EV Estate project page, you will first see skin in the game projects, then other projects, and at the end completed projects. Georg, do you give the projects some kind of rating on EV Estate? Gustas, we are currently working on originators ratings on EV Estate, where we will assign risk scoring to each originator which is based on quantitative, qualitative and factual questions. Some of the examples would be, who are the managers of the company? Is their experience sufficient to make the right decisions? What are the underwriting standards of projects? This rating should be up and running from Q2, 2020. While talking about projects themselves and ratings, we are exploring this idea as well. Currently, we are aggregating a lot of lending data where certain data points will be compared in projects which have defaulted and which haven't. We hope this will enable creating a more systemized approach. However, 
The only thing is that property is much more complex than consumer lending and some data entries value differs significantly from country to country. Let's take a development license, for example. Obtaining one in the Baltics isn't really hard, except for a few districts in Vilnius and Riga. But with Spain, it's another story. It can take years to obtain one in Barcelona and Madrid and not having one poses a high risk for the investors. Therefore having a single risk scoring system for all markets could be misleading and even potentially damaging. Georg, how does EV Estate make money? Do you get a kickback from the platforms connected to your API? Or do the partner platforms give you a better rate? Gustas, yes, that is exactly how it works. We invest more money than a typical investor and therefore we are able to negotiate a better interest and we earn the difference. So if an investor invests in a project through EV Estate or directly at the connected partner platform, he will get exactly the same return. On some deals, we even provide a better interest rate than on the partner platform. The first two deals we had from Reinvest24 we did not charge the 2% deposit fee. But it was a very limited offer. A small welcome gift from EV Estate. Georg, so how does it actually work? If I want to invest in a project, then I send some money to the EV Estate platform and then? Do you have some kind of reservation on the projects? There are some funds coming in. But how do you make sure that there is still a proportional part of the project still available on the partner platform? Gustas, that is a very good question, actually. With some platforms, we have a full-scale API. So when they push the invest button at EV Estate we make the reservation directly and when they complete the project, we send them the full amount bulk. Not all platforms work this way and also not all platforms have internal IT resources. So it takes a lot longer for them to connect to the API. So some are not full-scale API yet. On the other hand, we need to be patient with the platforms, who cannot easily connect to our API. We have a very good standard API and it works like a Swiss clock. But some platforms take two weeks to integrate while others take three months. But as soon as they see that we can help fund their deals, they start taking us more seriously and the task of integration usually gets a higher priority. Georg, EV Estate is a fairly new company. I met you at the peer-to-peer -peer conference at the start of June 2019 and there I got a test link to your platform. But when did you actually start up? Gustas, we opened the company in February 2019. But we have been working on tech and business development already in 2018. In the beginning, we were working in private mode with only friends and family signing up. You could say that this is another kind of skin in the game for us. So we started looking at where there could be security breaches and bugs. We looked at the processes as we wanted to automate as much as possible using technology. From the very beginning, we were very focused on especially the processes, as it was important to us that our time would be used doing due diligence on the real estate deals. That was our goal. How could we solve everything else, so we can keep doing spending time on the real estate deals and just improving the product? The thing is if you have to do all these small daily tasks you have to hire someone to take care of them. If you do not, it becomes distracting. If you really want to do something, you have to take one thing and really focus on it. Georg, you don't have a physical office and as I see it it would not make a lot of sense having one as you are working remote in a distributed team. This is also why we are having this meeting at the SEB Innovation Center. Gustas, we are registered in Estonia. My partner, Audrius, lives in Valencia in Spain. Last year I was working with him in Valencia. Personally, I like to travel a lot to visit the platforms and see the world. So I am always on the move. Our main developer, Alexander, is living in Ukraine. So our team is spread out. 
We don't go to the office but work remotely. Some people say that you are not efficient when you don't go to the office. For us, it is the best way to work. We use a lot of tools, like Trello boards, and we are really efficient with our work. Every team has to realize what they like the most and what works best for them. With us, it is also a benefit, because we are always on the move and located in different countries to meet clients. I usually drop them an email and say that I am in the country and it would be good to meet. I think it is important to meet the people and know the companies we work with. However, I intend to open a physical office soon in Vilnius. Georg, when you do your own due diligence for the projects on EV Estate, what kind of extra value do you put out there for investors? Gustas, it really depends. We have some local advisors. So we have some people helping us locally. In Spain, we have a lot of data and we are working with an asset management fund. They help us determine certain feasibilities of projects. Spain is a big country so location is important. We are also working with partners in Latvia helping us understand the data. But real estate is more than data and basing your whole judgment on data can also be misleading. When we look at a deal, we focus on the things that are out of order. There is always something wrong. If there was nothing wrong, the deal would not be out there on peer-to-peer. -peer. Basically, we always take a very good look at the loan-to-value, or LTV. Not at the number itself, but how the number was calculated. How do you achieve it? There are certain things that the LTV does not capture. The whole valuation of the property is not captured. One thing that I think is really important is liquidity. Another thing that I do not think works in the Baltics, these are our experiences investing in other platforms, is luxury deals. Luxury houses in the Baltics. They just don't work. They are valued highly and they may have low LTVs. But when the time comes to sell, they are so illiquid. There are very few buyers who could acquire it. So this is how we look at liquidity. We also look at the business model. If the developer is planning to make 5% from the deal, then why should he do it? You should always ask these questions. Another problem with just looking at the LTV is a lack of data. So for new developments in new districts that are being built, the LTV will be misleading. Because there are no other deals or data to compare it with. Then we go into the equity project. We try to look at how reasonable the numbers are in the business plan. Reality and plans can be very different. The plans reflect some sort of judgment or logic of the developer. This is important to understand. Is there a safety margin for the investors? This is important. If the developer is doing projects with 5 to 10% profit returns, there is a very little margin for him. On the other hand, if he does a project with a high profit margin, where he earns 25 to 30%, he can easily make the sale price lower and sell the property faster. But there is no silver lining because there are just too many different types of deals. Before we started doing this as our full-time job, just looking at deals every single day, we did not expect there could be as many types of deals. In the Baltics there are mostly fixed interest development loans with real estate collateral. I don't have the exact numbers but I suspect it is somewhere around 90% or even more. In Southern Europe, in Spain for example, there are more variations in the deals. Especially buy to let, buy to sell. Flipping, is also quite popular. Therefore we look at very different dynamics there. If it is a short-term rental in Spain and they have the short-term rental license it is a benefit. Because some of the Spanish cities have already begun lowering the number of licenses in Spain. Tourism is growing as well. There is also capital growth. If it is a more touristic city it is also important to look at seasonality. If it is a short-term rental, there is, of course, 
a peak in the summer but we would, of course, like to see how it reacts in the winter as well. There are many different types of deals in many different countries where different things apply. In the Baltics, for example, there is almost never a risk that you will not obtain the development license. There is a small risk, but it is generally very low. If we look at Italy or Spain it is a serious risk but people tend to forget it. Georg, I like the functionality that you can set up your auto invest at EV estate to only invest in the skin and the game projects. Meaning the projects on the EV estate platform that Audrius and you also choose to invest in. I think many investors will find especially that feature interesting. Gustas, absolutely. You can choose only the skin in the game project. Only other projects or all projects as part of setting up your auto invest strategy. It all depends on your risk level as an investor. Maybe our appetite for risk is lower than someone else. It does not mean that the deal is bad, it just means that we are not investing our own money in the deal. It is just her own personal choice. Georg, so if we look at the lower risk projects then it usually also means lower returns, right? Gustas, yes, but not always. You have to look beyond the return rate to estimate the risk. It's also important to understand if it's a fixed interest loan with real estate collateral or an equity project. Some higher return projects are even safer than lower return. That has to do a lot with the geography of the project. Deals in Germany or Austria with 6% can be a lot riskier than the ones in Baltics for 9%. Just because in DOC region the projects on crowdfunding have second charge mortgage and are bigger. Bigger projects have more risk variables, such as financing risk. The borrower not only needs to pay back on the peer-to-peer -peer loan, but also on the bank loan. Then you have to look into country specifics for the mortgage law. What would happen if the property would be repossessed by first charge holder and would it be possible that he would sell for a lower price than it would cover second charge holder's investment? These are very valid questions one should look into before starting with investments. The projects we invest our personal money, or skin in the game projects are usually stimulated through the worst case scenario and we want to understand what would happen during the default and how much principal investment could be lost. Georg what range of different project types do you have on EV estate? Gustas, essentially there are three types, rent, loan and equity investments. Each of them break into subtypes, like rent investments, short term, long term or a whole fund of rental properties and could be even categorized by property type of residential and commercial. Then we have fixed interest loans, which break into with asset security or not. And equity deals which are the highest risk, highest reward. These investments can go well beyond 20% returns. But they have no guarantees, so as you can earn you might just as well lose money investing in them. I think this part makes EV Estate truly unique. Because with one account you can find everything in one place and build a portfolio that can match your appetite for risk. You don't find this anywhere else. Georg, EV Estate actually has a blog as well with some interesting articles. What if investors have questions about projects? The platform or concerns about the way you do business. How is the most efficient way to communicate with EV Estate? I have noticed that you are very quick to respond when a request is sent to you. Gustas, the best way is currently through contact form or emails. We are, as you said, quite responsive. If you drop us an email or fill in the contact form on our website, we will answer pretty fast. We really care about customer feedback and if any of our clients have suggestions on how we could improve, we try to make changes as soon as possible. Georg, I see that you have Hausers as a partner on your platform. I know that Hausers and the Lithuanian platforms withhold taxes. How does that work with EV Estate? 
Gustas, the only originator where we still have taxes withheld is Hauser's. However, we are actively working on this and trying to get them waived that investors from low-tax countries could be more efficient. All the other platforms do not withhold taxes on our investors' investments. We as EV Estate only withhold taxes on Estonian residents who invest as private clients. Our clients can download their tax report at any time from their account section. Georg, do you some special conditions when you onboard a new partner platform on EV Estate? Are there some platforms you don't want on EV Estate? Gustas, there are platforms we don't want to work with and we don't work with them. It all breaks down to the risk scoring system that we have set up. I would say that currently we have almost all platforms from continental Europe that we want to work with. We are still working on a few partnerships, but we focus on quality rather on the quantity. Already now we publish 5 to 10 skin in the game projects per month and 10 to 20 other projects. At this stage it's more than plenty for investors to have a proper diversification. Georg, some platforms have zero defaults or late payments it seems, while others have defaults. I have seen some honest had a guru, for example, but I did not have some there myself. Gustas, well, I think it is important to understand that. For example, Estata Guru is growing really fast and when you are growing fast, it is always hard to maintain quality. At the same time, this is also a problem with the peer-to-peer -peer industry. Everyone is convinced with this zero default and buyback guarantee. Default in the lending industry is a normal phenomenon and one should worry not about the defaults, but about the funds recovery and how well the originator does that. But even if you look at some platforms which state that have lost zero of investors' capital, this isn't accurate most of the time. This is simply due to the reason, that if the developer gives a personal guarantee, then the recovery can take for years, and sometimes decades. Also, some of the platforms say we are extending the loan period and that turns it into a prolonged period or late payment instead of a default. The important thing is that as such a case it is not qualified as a default. This has been an issue since the very beginning. Platforms are killing themselves by promising zero defaults or zero money loss. On top of that, they are giving the buyback guarantees. That is not what one should expect while investing. Look, it is okay that you invested in Apple stocks back in 2000 and now you have a huge return, but at the same time you would have taken a massive risk and you could have invested in any other dot-com boom company and lost all your money. General investing is about managing your expectations, managing your emotions, and being able to deal with losing money. The one who is successful in investing is not the one who earns the most money in the short term, but the one who does not lose money and makes consistent returns over the long periods. This is why I like to emphasize the defaults. 12% return on a deal is nice but if it defaults you end up with 0% or 5%. Why not invest in a buy-to-let deal that distributes 5% rental income and later makes additional percent when it's sold? Georg, who can invest at EV Estate? It is European investors or could it be investors worldwide? Gustas, people can invest from all over the world. The only requirement that we have is to pass the KYC. Be at least 18 years old and have a European IBAN account. If you don't have a European IBAN account, you can always open an account with Revolut or Paysera. Transfers which are made from Paysera account are accredited within 10 minutes. Georg, how do you see EV Estate developing over the next couple of years? Gustas, EV Estate will continue doing what we are doing now. We will remain an investor-focused platform. I hope we will open other markets especially the UK market. And we will become the number one choice for real estate investments. 
EV Estate will definitely be the platform where you can really diversify. Georg, I like the aggregator function that EV Estate has. I think it is unique, and it saves investors to sign up to all these different platforms when they want to diversify. But there is always the platform risk of EV Estate. Gustas, yes, that is the thing. How much are investors willing to trust us? If people trust us then we are able to do this. If we do not earn the investors' trust, they will not invest. EV Estate Video Interview and Office Tour by Proto Industria In November, 2019 Gustas was interviewed by Proto Industria, the leading business channel in Lithuania. During this interview you'll be able to learn more about EV Estate as a company, and about Gustas as a person. Gustas will also take you for a tour of the EV Estate office at Startup Wise Guys during their time there. The video has English subtitles. Final Thoughts About EV Estate One of the things that really makes EV Estate stand out significantly, is their extra layer of due diligence and their personal comments on projects. Many times EV Estate point out risks that are not clear in the project descriptions. Not that the information is hidden, but if it was made more clear, the project would seem a lot less attractive. Here is an example from a Crowdister project, where no LTV was displayed in the Crowdister project description. A quick and easy calculation that could have been done by any investor showed that the LTV was 174%. I noticed I that none of the newer Crowdister projects are not available on EV Estate. So I asked Gustas about it. Georg, are you still working with Crowdister? Gustas, we haven't been publishing any of their deals since summer. Georg, okay. Any specific reason? Gustas, projects are getting funded too fast and documentation that we would like to see isn't always in place and they don't finance too many real estate projects, but let's see how they progress. It's not a race, there's no point to hurry. I think the extra layer of due diligence offers tremendous value to investors, especially novice real estate investors. The descriptions give good examples of what to look for when doing your own little due diligence before investing and where to dig in when something is missing or unclear in the project descriptions. Another example was this project at Bulkstate involving a luxury apartment. In this video on my YouTube channel, Bulkstate CEO Igor Puntus shows me a luxury apartment. I remember that Gustas from EV Estate did not like this projects, as luxury apartments can be very illiquid because there are only a few buyers. That does not mean that it is a bad deal, but it does mean that there is an elevated risk, if the borrower for some reason does not pay. The time I asked Igor's about the project and he said that the due diligence of the borrower showed, that it was very unlikely that he would not pay. I also recently asked Igor's a couple of questions about their setup with EV Estate and he gave me this answer. We cancelled our cooperation last September. One of the reason was that they provided, in our point of view, false information on their platform about our projects without even consulting with us. We thought that this is not very correct behavior if they are considering bulk state to be their partner. So even though EV Estate wants to connect to as many platforms as they can, it seems they are not afraid to give their personal view on a project even if it could mean losing a partner. In also asked this question to Igor's and Tynel, CEO of Reinvest24, about their partnership with EV Estate. About your setup with EV Estate. I guess they have a business account with you? So who actually owns the investments made? EV Estate or the end investor? If EV Estate goes out of business, who has the claims? Could EV Estate, if they really wanted, run with investors funds slash claims? Mostly wondering about the setup. Here are the answers I received. Igor's Puntus, CEO of Bulkstate, the owner of the account is EV Estate. 
so the claim right belongs to them. In accordance with our terms of use, investors are not entitled to sell the assignment acquired on our site to third parties. For this reason, our investor is considered a person who is registered on our site and has made an investment. That means that if something will happen with EV estate, investors will have the claim only to EV estate, no to us. Tan Elro, CEO of Reinvest24, all the investments are made from EV estate business account. We have a contract with them that states that they are investing their investors' funds through that account. This business account, Estonian company, EV Estate 2, is the owner of all the investments and the claims. They don't share a list of end investors with us. This means that your platform risk is not only with the partner platforms, but at the same time with EV Estate. Now remember that EV Estate is a very new platform that was founded in February 2019 and only has a few employees. So they have a very short track record. Even though EV Estate is a very young company, they already attracted several venture capital investors. One is Startup Wise Guys. EV Estate participated in their FinTech 3 program which was organized in a cooperation with Swedbank as you could also see in the video above. Startup Wise Guys has already invested in other well-known crowdfunding companies including Istataguru and Investly. Business Angels Fund, one of the leading venture capital funds based in Vilnius, Lithuania, has also helped EV Estate. My EV Estate skin in the game portfolio. So let us see what my portfolio looks like after a half year. I have set my auto invest up to only pick skin in the game projects. From all partner platforms and with a minimum 50 euro investment in each project. That being said, I did do a couple of investments outside of the auto invest and also outside of the skin in the game projects. As it was going really slow with new skin in the game projects. Anyway. At least it gives a good idea of where the skin in the game projects have been over the last half year. I usually have 50 or 100 euros waiting to get invested on any skin in the game project that comes in. I there is no funds on the account, when the skin on the game project comes in. And you transfer money while the project is still open. You will have to invest in it manually after transferring your funds. So at a glance the biggest part of the portfolio in and buy to let. I like this. Even if the real estate market swings it will probably not affect your ability to rent at the same price. I see it as a more stable cash flow. There is a big exposure towards the Spanish market, though. I guess this is only natural as Audrius is located there. I would like to see some more exposure towards Germany, France and the Netherlands in the future, when it comes to skin in the game projects. Get a 15 euros sign up bonus. If you would like to try EV Estate out. You can use the green button below to sign up to earn a 15 euro bonus after finalizing your registration. Have a look at the EV Estate platform here and sign up to start investing. Share this article with a fellow investor, leave a question or a comment. Have you already invested with EV Estate? What do you think of the EV Estate platform? Are you thinking about signing up? Have you invested on other peer-to-peer -peer real estate platforms? Are they better or worse than EV Estate? Please leave a comment or any question you have below. If you know someone who would like to get started investing or is already investing, feel free to share using the social media sharing buttons below.